0: grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The word of God from the Old Testament reading in Exodus 24, and Moses took the blood and threw it on the people. And said, Behold, the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. This is God's word. A fellow pastor shared a story on Facebook earlier this week that caught my eye. He was dressed in clergy garb, kind of like you'd see me wear a clergy collar, and he had around his neck and on his chest, a crucifix. Now, for those who aren't clear on the terminology, a crucifix is a cross that has a corpus on it. A corpus is just a, a Latin word for body. It has the body of Christ on the cross. And this, this woman confronted the pastor And told her, told him, she told him that she was scandalized. She was offended that he would wear a cross with Christ on it, on his neck. The reason being that Jesus is risen. So why would we have Jesus on the cross? He's a risen Lord. The pastor went on to explain the meaning of the cross and it actually ties in very well with our readings today. We have a a crucifix in our church as part of our worship space. It sits upon the top of the altar. And ideally, the the crucifix would be sort of at the, the focal point of your attention in the worship space. We have a little bit of architectural uniqueness here in that the, kind of the, the thing that dominates our space is the very, very large cross with the long arm. It's kind of what we're known for, right? It's kind of our, our thing here at Our Redeemer, the cross with the extra long arm that stands behind me. And it is good that the cross should capture your eye when you walk into the church. But I would point you to the crucifix upon which the body of Christ is there. Some will argue that it's it's imagery, it's idolatry. We, we We do not worship the crucifix. But it does remind us of why that cross was necessary in the first place. That Christ should die. As we heard Paul say in 1 Corinthians, in the first couple chapters... During this Epiphany season, he talked about the necessity of the message of Christ and his cross. We preach Christ crucified. It's a stumbling block to some. It's folly to the Greeks. A stumbling block to the Jews. But it is our message. Christ upon the cross. And it helps us make sense of what's happening here in Exodus chapter 24. Where the children of Israel had been brought out of their slavery into the wilderness. And brought to Mount Sinai. Where God called Moses up upon the mountain to give them his word. To give them his law. And on this occasion, Moses invites some of the elders of Israel to come upon the mountain with him. But not until something happens. And it's that first verse I read to you again at the start of the sermon. Behold the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. Moses takes the blood of the sacrifice and it says in Exodus that he throws it on the people. Imagine that for your worship experience on Sunday morning. We've come to the place where God is present and we have blood thrown upon us. Except that we do. The reason being the Christ who is on his cross upon our altar. We start our worship every Sunday and at every divine service invoking The name of God from our baptism in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Calling upon our baptism where we are what? Baptized into Christ. As Paul tells us, we are baptized into his death. In our baptism, we join Jesus on his cross. In our baptism, we join Jesus in his bleeding, his suffering, his dying. His atoning for the sins of all humanity. How do you know that Jesus' death on the cross was for you? Your baptism is the proof. And so we, the people of God, come to this holy place where God is present for us. And the only way it can happen is by the blood. The only way we can enter into the presence of the Holy God is by the blood of Jesus Christ. And for that reason, we make no apologies for it. Our worship, our preaching, our gathering together is all centered and focused on The blood of Jesus Christ that takes away our sin. That invites us into the holy presence of God. Exodus tells us that as the elders of Israel came into his presence and saw him, he did not lay his hand on them. They beheld God and they ate and drank that's kind of what we do here isn't it we come to the place where God is here for us where we see him see him by means of the word that takes away all of our sin that rescues us from everlasting death we see a God of love and mercy and compassion and what do we do we eat and drink We gather as a family at the table of our Lord to eat in his glorious presence. Now, Moses, in our reading, was invited by the Lord to come up further on the mountain. It says that Moses went up into the mountain of God. And when Moses went up on the mountain, the cloud covered the mountain. Moses was invited to an even closer presence with God than the elders. One which he alone, as God's servant, could enter. And so we see shades of our Lord Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. As he is there with Peter and James and John, the cloud covers the mountain and the glory of God shines from Jesus like radiant light. But Peter and James and John can't stay on that mountain. Just like only Moses could enter the cloud, Peter, James, and John could not stay on that mountain where Jesus and Moses and Elijah and the voice of the Father were all present. They had to leave the cloud and go back down the mountain. You know, the writer to the book of Hebrews calls the church that has gone before us a cloud of witnesses. Today, the Lord God invites you Where only Moses could go in Exodus. Where Peter and James and John could not stay. He invites you into the cloud as you gather with brothers and sisters in the family of God. But not just those gathered with you today. I was having a discussion with someone earlier this week about that phrase in the creed, the communion of saints. You see, wherever Jesus is, all who are baptized into him come with him. Those who are baptized into Jesus, he doesn't let them go. But holds on to them firmly and securely. As he surely holds on to you and all who have gone before you in Christ. I want you to consider today what a glorious gathering this place is. Because here, the blood of Jesus Christ is upon us to remove our sin, to remove our stain, to remove our guilt, and invite us into the glorious presence of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And with that, it is not just this gathering assembled here. But Jesus assembles with us that whole cloud of witnesses. Christians of every time and place. I try to remind people who are in the midst of grief. Having lost one that they love. That there is no better place To be together with those who have died with faith in Jesus Christ than at the Lord's table. Because there, Jesus brings with him Moses, Elijah, Peter, James, John, all the apostles all the church of every time and place, all the believers of the Old Testament, even those not here this day, if they are in Christ, he brings them to the table where we eat and drink as a family meal together in the cloud made possible by the glorious blood of Jesus Christ shed for you and me. This place is, as it were, A mountaintop. Not just any mountaintop, but the mountain of all mountains. In the Bible, the mountain is where God would meet his people. Mount Sinai, where he met Moses and those elders and gave his law. Mount Calvary, where Christ took upon himself all the sins of the world, God in flesh, to die as our Redeemer. The other mountain that is referenced throughout Holy Scripture is Mount Zion. Zion properly referred to the hill in Jerusalem on which the temple was built. The place where sacrifices were offered, where blood was shed on behalf of the people, and God's glory dwelt with the people of Israel. But Mount Zion is also used to refer To where we are today. The gathering of God's people. Where the sacrifice of all sacrifices. Jesus Christ. Has been shed. For the forgiveness of the people. For you. In this Mount Zion. The cloud. Covers us as it covered Moses, as it covered Jesus. And God makes his throne in the body and the blood shed by Jesus Christ for you. For all of that, that all of that might be possible, the blood of Jesus Christ that ushers us into the glory of God is the center of everything that we do. It's why we ought look nowhere else other than Jesus on his cross. The blood that he casts upon you today that you might enter into the glorious presence of God. And have a taste of that heavenly glory that awaits us all. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.